Welcome to the Movie Complex Channel Podcast. Here, I review streaming TV shows and movies so that you don't have to. Your time is precious and you don't have time to waste it. So each week, I'll review a TV show or a movie and give you a bite-sized review. Now let's jump into the review. Welcome to Movie Complex Channel. Today we will be doing a spoiler talk on Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Here with me today is my co-host and husband, film enthusiast, Sid the Squid. And let's just jump into it. What do you think about the storyline of Army of the Dead? You mean the storyline or do you mean like the concept? Because that's two different things. The the concept was what it's about. Like, what do you think about it? I mean, I won't say the storyline, but like the concept of Army of the Dead was actually pretty good. Like the idea of a heist movie mashup with a zombie film. You know what I mean? It could be really good. I don't think the execution was like really done that well, though. You know what I mean? Well, I agree with you on that. But like what specifically messed it up for you? What messes up pretty much like any Zack Snyder movie for me is I don't like his storytelling. Like, I think Zack Snyder's good visually. You know what I mean? He's he's good visually. He's good with action. But um, he just doesn't know how to tell a story, really. And he doesn't know how to tell one in under 90 minutes or two hours. I can agree with that because I feel like a lot of the movie could have been trimmed off. Well, a lot of it was due to slow motion, but a large majority of it was just like storyline fluff that we didn't need. Like the storyline with the daughter, the storyline with the, I guess, what do you, I don't even know what to call them. Like I would call them hive zombies, but they're more like wolf pack well, zombies. They call them alphas in the um, actual movie. So I would, I would say that's more like a wolf pack then. Like they have a pack mentality. Well, it wasn't just they had a pack mentality. They were like stronger, faster. They were like those uh, super vampires like in Blade 2. Right. But pack in regards to they have an alpha male and an alpha female. And like you have to go through the pack to establish rules. And if you could come in and do stuff or not. So I feel like that's more of a pack. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So that being said, like, what do you think? About the intelligence of the zombies and like the new wave ideas that he put in there, like the fast zombies, like they're all their attributes. Like, what do you think about that in terms of like the regular zombie lore? Like, does it add to it or does it take away from it? Does it mess stuff up for you? I mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, the concept itself, like the idea of like super zombies, that's not an issue. You know, the real issue is you already had a heist film thing going on and then you got these super zombies and then you got like other stuff going on too like character stuff and so like i feel like the zombies you can have these alpha zombies but like that could have been its own movie really you know you could have just focused on that that being said even if he stuck with the heist film zombie mashup and the idea that you have alphas, that could have worked. Like the idea of we go in, we do a heist, you know, we have zombies, we think they act like this, and now you got these alphas that act a different way. And so now we have to deal with that. Like that fits into a heist film of we do the heist, we come out, 
and the heist doesn't go as planned. And, you know, that plan could be normal zombies. And then the hitch is these alpha zombies. So, like, the idea of them is not that bad, but I just, execution is the issue. I think the idea of them was okay, but the thing that messed it up for me is, like, he didn't really establish clear rules for these zombies. Like, you know, in most zombie movies, oh, you've got bitten, so you're going to turn in, you know, 12 seconds, or in this movie, you get bitten, you, you turn within a day, but... In some scenes, you can get bitten and you'll turn within seconds. And then like later on in the movie, you'll get bitten. And for hours, nothing happens. And you can like skirt around that loophole and say, well, every person's different, like an actual virus. But I think he pretty much established in the first montage of the film that when you get bitten, you're going to turn like instantly. Everybody. So I think... He didn't really keep with the zombie lore, so that kind of messed it up for me. Uh, as far as intelligent zombies, I think it's okay. It probably should have been like its own separate movie on how they got there because I feel like, to me, he's introducing us to them as like aliens, I guess, because mm-hmm. they came through on like an Area 51 caravan. So I'm guessing like they either found these people this way or they found that one zombie or they experimented on him in the like a military base and then they were transporting him somewhere. So like he's it's either an alien or it's a zombie. So well, I don't know which one. I mean, you know, it's just a secret government thing. You never really know. And that kind of leaves an opening to go deeper if you want to. But, you know, for me, the real issue is like there was kind of too much fun with it. Like he doesn't have to wear a cape. He doesn't have to wear a mask. You know, he doesn't have to be boxing and super strong and all that stuff. He was basically like Batman for zombies. Or Superman. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I feel like you didn't have to do that. So I want to say it was another. I can't remember which one, but there was another zombie film from like Romero where there was a smarter zombie and he did things that were different. And this guy could have been that just a smarter faster zombie he didn't have to be like a superhero zombie right and i also like that he has the different variations of zombies like you have the traditional slow zombies that can't function unless they're finding something to eat and if they don't they kind of die off and then you have a different sector of zombies which is the super smart intelligent fast ones well i like how you mentioned before like he um like is inserting other aspects of his films into the movie like like Batman or Superman what like what do you think about him possibly interjecting life stuff into the film like what do you think about that that whole baby zombie 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 baby yeah the zombie baby what do you think about that I don't know you know he did zombie baby in one of his other films it was like a whole scene where they go into a room and it's a close-up and this is a zombie baby so when did when was that movie made? Because uh, early two thousands when he first kind of came on the scene. I want to say in his in his like Dawn of the Dead original zombie stuff. Oh okay, because I didn't see the other zombie film that you're talking about. I thought that maybe he was interjecting his life issues in the film. Like when his daughter uh, passed away recently, I thought maybe he was using that as an artistic way to like heal from that or something but now that you said that it was in a previous film then that's just not the case he just has a thing for zombie babies i mean it could be both because the other one was just straight zombie baby 
whoa, that's crazy, kill it. And this one actually is zombie baby and, you know, grief. Grief with the loss of a, of a zombie baby. But then, you know, did you need the zombie baby in the zombie heist film? I don't think so, because I think his the grief would have been enough of them killing the alpha female that he would be distraught enough to be like, okay, well, that's it. All, all bets are off. I'm killing everybody. But I don't know. Maybe the extra added emphasis of the baby kind of like took me out of the movie for a little bit. And I was like, why do we need this? I mean, yeah, it is weird. So like he loses his queen and like that's not enough. Like, oh, he could probably get another queen. We need him to lose his zombie baby and then honestly speaking i'm kind of grossed out to think that the fact that zombies can actually have babies well that's the that's the other thing gross that's the other thing is like whoa these zombies can have babies that's a whole different thing yeah because they don't need to bite people anymore they could just have sex and have babies right but then so now but then if they can have babies what is the point? What's the point? I mean, you have a zombie. In a way, you could say the way they reproduce is by infecting and biting other people. Right. And if they can reproduce, then they don't really need to do that. That's a good point. So in terms of predictability, I think that Army of the Dead was pretty predictable because I called a lot of the shots like, pretty much towards the beginning of the movie as I saw characters being introduced. But that's just me. But what are your thoughts on the predictability of the film? I mean, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't watch films like that. Like I don't try to predict films personally. Like I just kind of like to go for the ride. I mean, it probably was, but I don't try to do that. Like I don't mind a film like hitting the tropes or, doing something predictable it's it's not if it's predictable is it entertaining you know when it hits those beats right most of the time i don't try to do it either but with this one because it's like you said it's probably his storytelling where as soon as he introduced the character i'm like okay that character is gonna die oh or they're introducing the daughter oh She's going to be the one to live at the end because I can see her being in the next sequel as the the resident badass that's handled the zombies before. And she's going to be in charge, you know, because, you know, the main character ended up dying. So I was like, like, I could read a lot of that towards the beginning of the film. And I was like, gosh, I hope I'm not right. And then in the end, I'm like, dang, I was right. This is terrible. Like, why? (laughs) Why am I able to do this in this film? You know, it's the only film I've been able to, like, be 100% accurate. And I don't think I like that that much. I don't know. I wouldn't say that was the only film where you were 100% accurate. (laughs) What other film was that? Oh, I don't know. It's just other films. But maybe it's not that it's predictable, but it's you know, going along the lines that you didn't like. You didn't particularly like the daughter character. No, I thought she was a waste of space. Like She was a waste of storyline, yeah. most definitely. Like that whole go in, get, you know, Gita, leave her kids in the refugee camp. Like there was a whole storyline. That whole thing could have been dropped. I mean, I didn't... I agree with you totally. And I feel like her storyline was unnecessary. I mean, I think they could have written 
just just written her out completely and then the story wouldn't have changed at all because they still needed to go in and they needed to do the heist. They still needed to get the money. It feels like an unnecessary complication. Well, I think there were a lot of um, unnecessary character moments. Like you had Batista. I can't remember his character's name. And then his kind of right-hand man chick, you know, who like they had a platonic you know, friendship that was kind of a relationship or not really a relationship, but there was like a tension to that. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I came back for you, Batista. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You just don't really need it in your zombie heist film, this relationship thing. Also, as mercenary professionals, I find it hard to believe that they would have that discussion at that moment. I find it hard to believe a a mercenary type of person would let their kid go in anywhere like that, regardless of if her friend was there or not. I mean, to be fair, if she was like the daughter of a mercenary with somewhat survivalist skills, it would have been better if she had just snuck in on her own. Yeah, but she didn't. So (laughs) she shouldn't have just been in there at all. All right. That being said, like, we know who my least favorite character is in the film, but what are your, or at least one favorite character that you have from the film? I mean, I like the number of the characters in the film. Um, Gooseman, the, you know, Hispanic guy, he was cool. Yeah. Vanderhoe, the black dude with the chainsaw was cool. I even liked the um, the German safecracker, you know, who was more of a... a comedy relief but like i liked him and i would say him and then um the coyote right i i would say she's at the top of my list for favorite character as like the guy the person that like takes you into that world and like shows you how to navigate it i did like um omari hartwood's character what was his name again uh vanderhoe vanderhoe i liked him and i did like the the german safe cracker but that's about it. I did like Guzman's girlfriend. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember her name either, but she was pretty badass. And if she didn't get effed over by one of the uh, the security, Tanaka security guys, she probably would have done some pretty hardcore damage. But Yeah, but like getting back to the coyote, who they said her character's name is Lily, which I've ne- I never heard her get called Lily. Yeah, it's always been coyote. Well, here's the thing. What were they going to do without her? Like, she wasn't part of the original heist crew. She just happened to be at the place guiding other people in. But it sounds like they had no idea how they was actually going to get in there without her. So, like, for me, from a writing standpoint, it doesn't mesh. Because, really, you either needed that character and she should have been kind of part of the crew to begin with. Like a, oh, we got an inside person that, you know, knows how to get in and get out. We just need a few more people to move the money than say she just happened to be there. And it's like, oh, you know how to get in? Well, we going to follow you. But why would they do that? They already should have a way in. Actually, I think you're right, because in the storyline, Coyote wasn't a part of anything. And it wasn't until... Batista met up with his daughter that she was like, oh, I know Coyote. She can help you get in there. And then they decided to pay her and then everything kicked off. So, yeah. Like, yeah. What were they going to do? I, like, they got in there 
Like they had no idea how to get in there. I guess they were just gonna go in there guns a blazing. Apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> but um what do you think about the runtime of the story? I know he always goes long on a majority of his films, but this one was not four hours long. So what do you think about the runtime of the movie? It's too long, but I also go back to his films are worse when they're shorter than that. So in a sense, like you need to just let Zack Snyder tell his three hour, four hour long movie, you know, even though this one could have been trimmed, he just doesn't know how to do it. He can't not have his zombie baby. He can't not have his C plot and B plot. He just doesn't know how to cut it. And slow motion. Yeah. But the slow motion could be done well. Like there are times for that. I just feel like really it's not the slow motion. It's the extra stuff. It's the intro has to be 10 minutes. Me getting the group together has to be 20 minutes. I got to have a long scene with each member of the group, you know, that type of stuff. I think it's that. And it's also I'll, I'll cut him some slack on this one. Ensemble pieces are hard to do. They're hard to write. And sometimes it's hard to film because you're trying to accommodate all these characters and personalities and have the audience care about them. But at the same time, it's okay to take some characters away. Like, I think this movie would have been fine with the core five characters. I don't think it needed to be like the seven or eight that there were. I think it could have been uh, Batista's character. I think his name was Scott. Uh, His right hand lady. I forget her name. Guzman, Coyote, and maybe the safe cracker and the henchman. Yeah, and Vanderhoe, like uh, Omari Hartwood's character. And Mm. then, so that's six. That's enough. But there was way more than that, you know, that maybe if he had to cut those, it could have cut down on the runtime, cut down on screen time, and then the movie could have been my magical one hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of things. He could have cut Zombie Baby. He could have cut The Daughter. You have a heist film. Because he's mashing it up, he doesn't have to really do anything new. It's enough to combine the beats of a heist film and a zombie film. And so, like, you could go heist film as the frame. Hey, we got to have a reason. You know, here's the money or whatever to go. Take a few minutes to get your team Every character doesn't have to be well-developed. You only need a core main people, and then you can have a few stragglers. You make the plan, and that can be short. You go, you do the heist, and this is why I think you need that other, the bad guy henchman, because usually something has to go wrong in the heist. So if you're already in a world with zombies, you know, once you get the heist, something goes wrong, either super zombies or you get the um, Tanaka henchmen to start trying to knock people off. And then it kind of, the third act of a heist film becomes a third act of like a zombie film. And now everybody has to get away from the zombies. Now, could we just talk for a second, the, um, the bad guy henchmen? So, you know, you have, I guess, Tanaka who sends his head of security in. And it's like, oh, I'm here. We need to get this money. And so while they get this money, the henchmen and the coyote go 
and they kill the Alpha Queen, just the two of them, by themselves, and grab the head, and then they get the money, and then the henchman locks them behind, uses them, I guess, as bait, and says, oh no, my boss don't actually care about the money. He just wants this, you know, zombie head, and that's all he really needs. Well, yeah, because, you know, Tanaka had the insurance pay him the money back, so he really didn't need it, but... Who doesn't want an extra $200 million? Well, it's not just that. It's just like it's, it throws the whole point of the film off. Like, they don't have to get that money. They could just go into Vegas and get the zombie queen head. And you could have the same film. It's oh, still oh, technically in a heist. That's still technically a heist film. I see what you're saying. So it should have been one or the other, not both. Well, one or the other, not both. But it also, it just... It kills the plot because it doesn't make any sense. So you can't say he only wants the zombie head. He already sent the crew in to get the money. There was a dead previous crew. That's true. So he wants the money. And then to say that he doesn't, it's, it's a betrayal of the script. Like no one, no one believes that he doesn't want the money. That guy, if he's rich enough to just get the zombie hit, just send Batista and his people in to get the zombie hit. It doesn't make any sense. Actually, no, it doesn't make sense because if they just wanted the zombie head and not the money, there shouldn't be a dead crew of people trying to get into the safe. No. and you don't even a dead crew in the middle of the Vegas strip yeah. trying to get the zombie hit. And apparently it only take two people to get these alpha zombies. Uh, apparently so, yeah, because... She was there as kind of like the lookout, and I think the security guard just took her down by himself. Pretty much. I mean, she found a way to get him in. The whole You run into the queen right when you get in. So if they really wanted the zombie head, the security guard and the coyote could have walked in, set a trap, killed the queen, took the head, walked out, and that would have been that. All right. So... Maybe that was the plot twist of Act 2, maybe, to give well, us it. another complication? That's it, because he wanted to give us another complication. But it's, it just doesn't, you know, you don't need it. No, I don't think so either. So um, what was the most, like, ridiculous part of the film that just took you out of it completely? I got mine, but I just want to know what yours that, is. The, the, the security guard leaving everybody behind for the, for the zombie head. Just kills it killed the movie for me. Like I thought like before that, it was a dumb Zack Snyder zombie movie. I didn't consider it a bad movie until that happened. Then like from a right that's the first time I thought like, oh, okay, this is bad writing, you know. Well, I I was on my last draw with the movie when the German uh safecracker died and he shoves like Omari Harwood's character into the vault which has no air in it whatsoever. And he right. was probably in there for like 20 or 30 minutes. So when they opened up or however he got out of the safe, probably because explain. of a bomb mm -hmm. at the end. Okay, first of all, I was like, how did he get out of the safe? Because safes are usually fireproof and bombproof. So I don't know how, I, don't, I just I mean, don't know how he got out of it. To and, be fair, it was a nuclear bomb. So you could say it knocked open the safe supposedly and then so that's the first thing and the second thing is he got bit during the skirmish 
before he got locked into the safe. So then that could have been 20 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you want to call it. Let's go with the low end with 10 minutes. Then he walked himself to go get a rental car, drove himself to the airport, and then figured out he got bit and then was like, okay, well, I'm infected and I'm going to turn while I'm in this plane. And then they cut the movie off. So could we also say that he like walked through the airport? Wait, he stole a car, drove to an airport. Looks like he's been in a war zone. No one called the ambulance. Yeah, no one checked his temperature. He's just a black dude running around with duffel bags of money. Looks like he's been in a war. He's at least sick. At worst, you know, a terrorist or something like that. Like no one, no one. Like they just airport. Nobody checks him. Like I said, they just drop money. Temperature. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna rent this plane. Just drop some money down. You know, and he looks like a bum off the street. Like nobody, they was just going to take that money. That could have been drug money. That could have been anything, according to, you know, the way people think. And then my second thing that took me out of the movie was, why are like the alpha zombies only selected location is Vegas? Because you know how in other zombie movies, like, People are getting bitten when they're traveling, going on planes and stuff. And so the virus gets all over the world. But for some reason, the virus is nowhere else except Las Vegas. So I'm like, how did that happen? You have the two sets of zombies. You have the always hungry that can't survive unless they're eating, who are like the regular zombies to me. So they're biting everybody and everybody's getting turned. And so there's no way that that type of virusy like zombies can be contained into one area but for some reason they have that whole zombie area blocked off by like train cars and crates and no way it got out of las vegas and into any other states but maybe it did because remember they had like video of gooseman or gooseman yeah shooting zombies and that wasn't in vegas I feel like Gooseman was intentionally went in there and shot some zombies to shoot his YouTube video because like they don't show any zombies in like Chicago or New York. And the only place that they wanted to nuke was Vegas. So I feel like the highest concentration of the zombies was Vegas and then they like enclose them off and then they're like, okay, we're just going to blow them up. True. I feel like that was all the storytelling of that super long montage was there was a battle of Vegas. They lost the battle of Vegas. Um, I still say maybe some, a few, a few zombies got out. And I mean like to Reno or something. Yeah. But it's like, it's unknown. Like they don't even talk about it. They just make it seem like, all right, they're enclosed in this area. We enclose them in this area and they didn't decide to get out or nobody got out that was affected like Omari Hardwick. It only happened right. when they went there to do the heist well, that the virus could have possibly I got agree. out. I agree. It just bothers me less, you know, because you do have that where like, oh, okay, this is the epic center, the epicenter of the virus. You have a few scattershot zombies here and there. We took care of it, you know. It's not that bad, but Vegas is bad. It's so bad. We got to nuke it. You know, I could see that. It just doesn't bother me as much. Okay. Well, that being said, what do you rate Army of the Dead? 10 out of, like, what's the. Like, out of 10. Like, what do you rate it? 
Because that's how we do things here at Movie Complex. Out of 10. Six out of 10. Once again, watch any Zack Snyder film once. Visually, he's great. You know, there'll always be some action and stuff like that. But story-wise, he just, you know, not the best storyteller. So six out of 10. Um, as far as my rating goes, I kind of have to agree with you because, like, I had to take the point for uh, take some points away from extra added, meaningless characters, some of the ridiculousness of the storyline, and just the runtime being too long. Because I I think I looked at my watch at some point in the movie, like, dang, it's still going on. But um, yeah, so I also will give it a six out of ten. Well. That's our spoiler discussion on Army of the Dead. I want to thank Sid the Squid for joining me Thank you uh, on the show. And hopefully, if he has the time, um, and if you guys like him, then hopefully I could bring him back. Thank you for listening to the Movie Complex Channel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and share episodes so that I know you enjoyed it. See you next week.